When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. We play Everton then to have the biggest game of the season to try and win that and then go above Newcastle and then see what happens in the last game. So we've got to try and, by the time the last game comes round, be however many points or even goal difference better than Newcastle when we go into the last game because then our destiny is in our own hands. Welcome along to the Wiseman's Here podcast. That's how Sam Allardyce sees the situation. He thinks we need to be ahead of Newcastle when we go into that last game. I'm joined by Gareth Barker and Rory Fallow. A little bit out of my comfort zone because I've been shoved to the other side of the studio, which means I can't say monitor or mm. anything. It just feels you don't weird. need it, though, do you? Hey? You don't need to see the monitor. I, I know, but it just doesn't feel right. You're versatile. You can <laughs> play in any position. Really? He isn't, is he? He's, well, he can't. I'm not. You know, I'm not he's not. About it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like one of those sulky strikers when they get put out on the wing. Like you made the fall. Yeah. And then all the fans say, well, he's getting paid 70 grand a week. He should, he should just yeah. play away his telt. I'm not paid 70 grand a week for this, like. <laughs> Did no one tell you? Oh, uh, sorry. No. Well, I'm only getting 10. He didn't tell me. No. <laughs> <laughs> right, anyway, like what Allardyce is saying there, do we think, do we think that's fair? It's, it might not be. You know, obviously, that's the ideal situation. It might not be. That might not be the case at all. We're just going to have to like go with what we, what we're given. But ideally, you would prefer to have your nose in front, wouldn't you? By the last game, certainly. Definitely, and you would have taken it when Aldice came in as well. And you, you would have taken even being this situation that we're in now seems awful. But if you were offered <clears> with three games left, you, yeah, you're 18th, but you're only a point behind. Still, very much in your own mm. hands. Yeah, I mean, your hopes and fears sort of get mugged magnified uh, as the season draws to a close because I, before the game I, I was speaking to somebody about 10 minutes before kick-off and, and they said um, you know how, how do you think the results will go today and I said I, I think you guys will win I think Sunderland will draw but I was quite okay about that at the time and then when that actually happened I was panicking a little bit even <laughs> though that's kind of what I thought would happen and Norwich lost as well, which is important because you can't yeah. forget that Norwich. I know they're getting written off. I and think that's, it's just because thing, I think it? it's just because it's Sunderland against Newcastle, isn't it? So there is that. a bit more. Yeah, yeah, I think people have got a lot of heavy focus on that. But you know, Norwich could easily beat Everton, and Watford, and get six points. Of course, of course. So yeah. you know, they, they might get a, something at home against Man United. We did. So you well, just, we're saying the same about yeah. Everton Watford ourselves, aren't we? Yeah, we could exactly. easily beat Everton Watford, yeah. so, so there's you, no reason exactly. They so you know you got to be careful on that front. I mean, Newcastle are in danger on two fronts, as as, as Sunderland are. So you know it, it's it's going to be, you know, we, we, you'd think you'd get used to like the struggles every season and like the tension and like really in the. Last couple of years, we've managed. More, I'm still more composed yeah. than I am in recent seasons. But we've managed. We've managed to get the final game being safe this time. No, it's hardly unlikely that's going to happen. And, and with Newcastle being in the mix as well, I think it makes it a little worse. So, like 2009 all over. It's going to be the worst. I think even in 2009 though, we had. We had Holland Newcastle. Like quite a, quite we, a big we, advantage. Yeah, oh, we, but we, similar we, sort of feeling. Like we when, needed. Yeah, because uh, we needed. 
I mean, and then Hull had Ma- Hull Hull Man United, United didn't yeah, they? Hull yeah. had Man United, and they were like Hull were like two 0 down in about twenty five minutes. Had a better result, wouldn't they? Yeah. Which, which was unlikely. So you know, it was it was relatively, you know, it was one of those lots of ifs have to occur in order to get relegated. Um, but this time, it really is going to be a case of Sunderland are going to have to keep keep themselves up. Yeah. Um, which, they, you know, you go to the gate, you look at the game on Saturday, and you know we always talk, we've kept on talking about this. You know, when's the last time we didn't turn up? I'd argue we we did turn up in the game, we competed in the game. It's just the the quality that was shown on the ball wasn't there, um, and that was a frustrating thing. I mean, Stoke actually, to be fair to them, you know. Give as good as they got and did battle and that reaction we were all wary of. Yeah, yeah. And, and and they did fight and you know it was credit to Sunderland really for staying in the game because you you've got to stay in the game mm. um, and we didn't really give them a lot did we didn't give them a lot of chances. I mean I haven't seen any of it so you will have to talk me through it apart from match of the day like obviously the highlights and stuff which is interesting because we always talk about uh, the impact of highlight programs such as match of the day I don't mean say uh, some players we label as match of the day players and all that and obviously when I, when I looked on Twitter and I, I was texting you and stuff after the game and asking how we played and, and the general consensus was we didn't play very well at all yet if you watch match of the day it looked like we'd yeah, done alright and, and we, we even got a rough deal uh, out of well, the, with a penalty I mean, in the, I didn't even, even realise we should have had a penalty in the first no, half I mean, but that is, I mean, that was an absolute blatant handball. Yeah. I mean, Newcastle obviously Newcastle, got yeah. there the against them. Yeah. Um, it was worse the Stoke one because there was no one really much near him and he just stuck his arm. Clearer, up. I suppose. Um, if you could say that. Yeah, and um, hard for the record. You know, spot, and really, there was a, the, one, the one of St James nobody seen in the stadium, yeah. and it was only when you when you looked at the replay nobody yeah. saw it at all. And obviously, you've got the time. the push on Kabul for the. Uh, was that a foul? I think it probably yeah. probably was a foul, wasn't it? He's 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 taking a ride on his back, and he so you can't really do that. You can't put your hands can on somebody's back. Can we question Corner's part in that? He yeah, thought he missed the ball. He's, I don't know what he did he's there. Spun around like a little yeah. Headless the chicken. pair of them though. I think, the, the, yeah, I think he just uh, misread the bounce. Didn't he? Lost all his bearings. Didn't but he nearly he nearly got the block on the on the strike, but um, you know he just missed the ball. We were getting murdered in the air for a lot of the game, though. If yeah. you look at the first half, their focus was get, yeah. and it's simple, but get balls up to Crouch. They had that one where Arnautovic nearly got his toe on it and Minone did mm. well to save it. And I think if you, I think on like the aerial battles, they won mm. literally double what go, You know, you're going to, aren't you? It's a, sec- that's oh, a, thing. Yeah. It's a second ball you've got to defend in that situation. And for the goal, we didn't defend the second ball, even though Crouch did gain an advantage by. But, but usually, them two have been a lot better in the end, have been getting yeah, the better of, of, of other players. Like, oh, definitely, but <clears> it's, it's unfortunately the. It's the poorest game them two have had. You could argue Corner's yeah. poorest game since he's arrived. So, if we yeah. talk about some of them not showing up for I, games, then can, can, we, can we hopefully draw a line under that and say we got a point out of the one we. Well, I would we say I think we, d- we didn't perform in it, but you know, we, you've got to stay in the game. Like, that's the thing. Like, how many times we've seen, you know, so when we haven't turned up and we've played badly and we get beat 2 3, yeah. you know, and it's, you're done. You know, in, early in the season we saw that, you know, on many occasions. Bournemouth, you know, Man United, you know, where we've given goals away at stupid times in the game, um, and you haven't recovered, no. And but we the, don't collapse if, if, now, if, do we? If, if it's nil nil or one nil and you're not playing well, there's, there's a chance you might get one chance and take it, or or a couple. If you get one, if you get one with ten minutes to go and you won one, then you're probably likely. That's to be exactly what we said on the penalty. Like with we're saying, if we just had five, ten more minutes yeah. now, we could have. Pushed forward because yeah. 
we we wouldn't have sat back. Allardyce no. saying before the game how we did have to go there and try and win the game, and we'd have had a bit of momentum behind us. We'd been forcing things before. Defoe had that one just over the bar where he cut yeah. inside. That one where he did a few keepy well, ups flick, and yeah. put it over. Just couldn't get it over the ball, could he? Yeah, like there was there was a few things that just kind of didn't go our way. Like as, as the game went on, and uh, what people when Defoe stepped up to take the penalty. Because I, I gave you Barini was off work, wasn't he? I just he? hate and penalties anyway, no matter who steps up. You sort up. of like wonder like who's going to take this, and it was a bit. I mean, I'm not going to. It was very weird for me, sort of, the experience of when someone had a penalty because where I was and stuff. But <laughs> at, the, at the time, were you uh, were you well, like, were you worried? Oh, you're naturally thought, worried anyway, aren't you? Yeah, well, no like, more than usual, I would say. But it's like one of those. I, don't things know, I think Barini gives you a little bit of yeah. a sec- a secure some security. You know, we had some good penalty takers in recent Gardner, times: Gomez, yeah. Gardner. Mm. And, and I thought Barini. if it wasn't going to be default, it might have been Larson. Larson. Well, Larson missed the last yeah. one. Didn't yeah, he? but you know, just just because he he has been a penalty taker for for yeah. for us and for Birmingham as well. But I don't think there's anyone else on the who was still on the pitch who you would have trusted. Well, he's a striker, isn't he? So yeah, exactly. You expect him to take it, but he's you know like we're going to give it a way. But like we saw with Kevin Phillips, you know, striker yes, but mm. not the greatest penalty taker. Um, and I think Defoe's probably got a similar. Um, Similar, they were saying he's not got the best record before he stepped up. So that's mm. what I've been worried about. But, I can't, um, it's not like I, I would have known that, but I, I can't. He's not. He's not somebody who stands out to you, is he? Um, as as being like a, a penalty taker. No, I, can't, no, I don't think really. I can really remember him. I was stuff. trying to think. Did he ever take them for Spurs when he stepped up? I remember scoring one for four Portsmouth against us. Yeah, he played them in the away game. I think it was Juve uh, gave yeah. a penalty away in the last minute. Um, oh no, I'm thinking of different ones. Where we one, we one played them away at Fratton Park in the first season back up under Keane. Yeah. Got beat one 0 He there. scored we, us. Yeah, I was. I was that Ken. Aye, but uh, frustrating that we just didn't. <clears throat> we've got we've got to be able to play. You know, I think the midfield probably was pretty weak in, in terms of what they can normally produce, and I think as a that had a knock-on effect in that the wide players didn't really get into mm. the game, did they? No. Um, people like. You know, Kazri and, and Barini had quiet games. Worked hard, though. I mean, you can't knock that outside of the game. It's just, you, you know, you, it was just disappointing. And then, obviously, watching the game of your Newcastle go in front. I didn't know they missed a penalty until the... Uh, I didn't realise until a few minutes until later, the end, yeah. Until um, the end of the game. Um, I had a look and it said, like, goodbye, Mr. Penalty. I was like, all oh, right, OK. Yeah, we were watching... Well, get your conspiracy theory out of the way well, it's now. It's not a conspiracy <laughs> theory. I'm just saying he's absolutely bottled it. So, like, there's no... When a player like that, who's had that association with the club and everything, and then comes out in the week and says things like, oh, I hope Newcastle stay up, which... And then Fabregas yeah. has been on saying... He's like, oh, he, doesn't, he doesn't want Tottenham fair. to win the league and all this. You know, it's massively, massively unprofessional for players to say things like that, like they have been recently. And then it can't... I just think mentally, when you step up to take that penalty, there's no way that it can't affect you. Yeah. And I think he's still he's, a person, he's, like, he's com- still yeah. human, and he's completely bottled it. I mean, it was absolutely pathetic penalty. He's done well to kick the ball at the goalkeeper. Yeah, yeah. Basically, I mean, people are saying, "Oh, he saved it." How are you, man? I'd have been pretty, pretty confident that, 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 that I'd have yeah. saved that. I'd have saved that. that the right way. It made Mickey Gray as a Wembley look good. Look good, didn't it? Made Kevin Phillips penalties look good. <laughs> it was absolutely about. pathetic. It does um, make you laugh sometimes when you read some of the stuff like on, on the truth behind that save penalty. Yeah, <laughs> we asked Darlow yeah. about like, have you been practicing doing it? No, it was no, just you, you, you could been stand there. You could have kicked it away. Practicing big and a goalkeeper. He could have kicked it away. It was like a little chip up for a volley. Yeah. It was pathetic, but you know that's that's what happens. You know, I've seen a few. You know, you, you will get it. Oh well, Sunderland shouldn't have had the penalty, and seen some Newcastle saying that they were lucky and all this. It's like well. And we got that goal disallowed against 
that, that goal should have been allowed against Man City. Aye, but you should have had a penalty against you in that game when Aguero exactly. got tripped over. But people gloss over it, don't they? The uh, <laughs> things that go against them. Yeah, At the end of the day, it's going to be, you know, who who wins the games that they've got left is going to stay up. <laughs> and you've got whatever you get in those games, you just got to take it and. We, Get on we, with we it. always say, don't we? You know, we're not going to sit and, and go over all the permutations and stuff like that. It's difficult to, isn't it? And depending on when people listen to this, they'll know the result of the Spurs game. It made me feel a little bit better actually when I saw the league table after the game because I hadn't, after Arsenal had beaten Norwich, I hadn't realised how close Arsenal were to Spurs still. Mm. I thought there was a bigger cushion than that. Now I know, sort of in principle, there's there's no difference between finishing in second and third in the Champions League spot because it's fourth where you need to do mm. the qualifier isn't it however the season Spurs have had there's not a chance they're going to want Arsenal no. yeah. to finish above them so for that you know, on that front again you, you might know the Spurs result by now we kind of want Spurs <laughs> to win so they still have a shot for the title or lose so that Arsenal can, can catch them because we I'm just again I'm overthinking all this again but if Spurs draw then Arsenal and Spurs go and win the next game a draw would be enough for, for Spurs on the last game in Newcastle and we don't want anybody settling for a point because that's mm. an extra point for Newcastle. I just think you know Tottenham are the kind of team that aren't going to like take any game lightly. You yeah. know they're going. They're going to want to end the season yeah. on a high, aren't they? They've and gone in every game looking to win it, and I think they'll again, again on the last day of the season, no matter what it is. You know they're good enough to beat Newcastle, so I think I would like to say that when we did our predictions on on the end of the light, I did say that Sunderland and Newcastle were both finished on thirty six. Mm. And I think I'm well on course for that prediction. I was thinking about that this morning. Can't see them slipping up against Villa, can you? No. I've, I've heard. But again, you've got to be careful of these games where people say, well, it's a no, guarantee. Sunderland have got to be careful. It's a guarantee. Nobody else in these games. A guarantee yeah. three points. I mean, it's, the it's, eat, yeah, it's not the that eat, simple. The eke to, eke to win against Palace. I mean, didn't they really? When you look at the unbalance with the chances that the, both teams had, and that Palace had the yeah, better chances. But Palace are still a much better side than Villa. They'll. It's, it's you, Villa you do, you as do well. feel, to be honest, but Villa were winning two one. You do <laughs> feel, it. yeah, but then the managers are chucking away. They're losing just to the variety of ways. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, well, it, in that case, they've got to win <laughs> in the variety, in of, ways. variety of ways. <laughs> I mean, I being honest, um, you, Newcastle, they look a much better team. They do, however, the games have been getting pointed and winning and haven't been that plain sailing really. And you do think they are getting the, the breaks in one way because teams are missing chances against them. And you do. Wonder if one of these games are going to get a bloody nose somewhere. You could said about said that about us though the last couple of seasons, couldn't you? Especially towards the end of last mm. season, they do worryingly yeah, rem- we remind normally, us. We, we normally that. do it like in the last three games or four games. Well, we've got three things. games left, but so. yeah, they're kind yeah, of now, doing it yeah, now. But they've, already, time. but they've already won a couple and mm. drawn a couple already. You just got to hope that's their spike now, don't yeah. you? Yeah, that's kind of like just. I feel like the similarities between that and when we beat Southampton. Mm. At home last season, and when you know when we got the lucky win at Everton and mm. stuff like that. Just I mean, if if we're going really familiar, if we get a point against Chelsea, then it's not so bad, really. I don't think you know. You look at it. You assume Newcastle will win that game. There'll be there'd be three points ahead, but we'd obviously have two games. Yeah. So you know, really, you want to get that win against Everton at home and and even it up before that last game of the season. But you wouldn't want to go in the last two needing two wins. Though, no, no, absolutely not. No. Um, Need to get four points from Everton and Chelsea. And I always said this. I've been saying this. I've been saying this for weeks. My my concern was out of our running the two easiest games on paper. Our last two, but Mm. mentally you're in a totally different place by then. I would much rather that. But like you you said, you know, we've always found that we we seem to when we get out of the bottom three, we seem to get no matter how high up the league we go, we seem to be back in in about two weeks. Like and it always happens and. 
but we always finish out of it. So <laughs> we're out of the bottom three for a week. We're back in it now. Get out in the last. And game. maybe that's when you want to like. That's so it would have been a bad thing if we didn't fall in the bottom three yeah. this weekend. You want to couldn't plan. You want you know ideally you win it. You want to win all your games. Um, but you know the I, I, I think I don't think being in the bottom three with a point from safety with a game in hand is a terrible position to be in at the moment. There could, you could be you could be like three or four points adrift, um, yeah. and then you'd be thinking, well, that's it. Um, we have to win every game. Um, well, it stands. <clears throat> you know, it, it could when you look at the start of the season that we had. You look after that Man City game when we're about five or six points adrift. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be could be a hell of a lot worse. So they've just got to try and eighty minutes into the Liverpool game at Anfield. Yeah, you're, you're sitting thinking because yeah. Newcastle yeah. winning at the time, we just lost a Man City. You already thought we had too much to do, and you're thinking we're well, down here. Yeah. Suddenly we scored two quick goals. That's what we were saying on on the, after Changes. the Man City podcast. We were, we yeah. all pretty much agreed that there was there was too much to do. Mm. No matter, even though we played quite well in that game, we're unlucky not to get something. And it's still a horrible position that we're in, but. At least we're still talking about how mm. we're only a point behind. We can do this to get out of it. It's, I always felt so confident before the Stoke game as well. Like, mm. it, which worried me how confident people were. I just, but this I is Sunderland. And this is the, when was our time? The we win the game. We go, we'll win this game, and then we won it. We just don't. But we just don't do that. That's a, that's because we've played so well recently. Yeah. It's it's they've, all, they've they, the way we. It's not. It hasn't been. Ho- it's like not hopeful optimism. We've gone all oh, well. We have to win. So. I'm going to say we are going to win. It's been a case of the the, the way the team's performed have given us, given us reason, given us reason to believe that they, they can go to Stoke and, and win comfortably, have and given us reason to believe that they can turn these draws into wins if Jermaine Defoe isn't going to get himself on the score sheet. But then this whole thing about you know I saw some comments from Allardyce about Defoe. If it hadn't been for him, we'd be downright okay. Well, he's our striker, so isn't that his job? Like to score yeah, loads of goals. Absolutely, but also you, you, we should have more goals from other areas of the yeah, field than we have. Maybe, but with the way we play, we play solely to set up Jermaine Defoe, like trying to get him in behind all the time. That's the way we play. True. So there's a reason. True, but you, but you do sort of wish that one of your midfielders or one of the wide players could maybe get the ball twenty yards out and. and Oh, test yeah. the keeper more than brings more out the argument again of the the three central midfielders as well, doesn't it? Who. Has, you know they do make a contribution at the other end of the pitch. But if you can, if you can uh, get through games and you know nick one two one nil two one wins and Defoe's got the vast majority of goals, then it's worked, and it. So people you know, love Leicester for Jamie Vardy doing that as well. So it doesn't, you know, to me. I mean, we, you know, we've criticised Defoe a long time ago and here for a variety of reasons, and but this season obviously he's got the. Player of the year, and it can't can't read. It's difficult to argue with that. I guess MV would be the other one, probably yeah. because he went off the boil a little bit after Christmas, and Defoe scored so many goals, you know, and he's he's really um, he's really made a massive massive difference Just to pops to up it, time doesn't again, he? doesn't yeah, he? So like, owes us absolutely nothing. Yeah. No matter what happens this season, he can just hold his yeah. head up like he's done everything he can to. Do you to think keep it's, us a, up. it's a difference between us and a side like Villa, don't you? Oh yeah, totally, and and Norwich to an extent as well. Well, it's probably the difference between us and a lot of sides. I mean, if we'd had the again, say if we had this. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. 
PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Team from the summer. You know, where would we be? Um, we were that far away? Or just a few points, do we think? But you it's interesting when you look at... There's been points in the season when Bournemouth and Swansea have been like one point ahead of us, and yeah, they're miles away from us now. But you wouldn't have like capitulated away to Bournemouth or at home to, no, home to Norwich that. and stuff that. like that. Or even the Man United game where we went and got beat 3 0. Like at that time, people when people still are getting points off Man United, yeah. you look at when we played them at home, the difference there. I mean, they could have got a nil yeah, nil out of that. They had a little, uh, they had a, that we played Man United, I remember at a time when they were having a little positive spell, and I think they might have even gone second after beating us or. Something We've had like that with that. Man City as well. Like we played yeah. them like in the five minute period where they were motivated yeah, see, and want, yeah. wanted to do this, things. This is just aimed at you, Gareth, who always always a big fan of stating you know, you play every yeah, team but you twice. Don't, yeah, but you but don't. But it's relevant you, when you, you play them, though, yeah, isn't it? You don't know when a team's going to come in and out of you form don't, at no. the start of the season. You don't. So, you know that. So the point stands. <laughs> you can't. You can't predict. You could, if, yeah, if we look at the fixtures now, you're going to be good and when they're not. You probably could pick out a few that we've played at the right time as well. To be fair, no, but. It's still relevant, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. But saying that, I mean, you know, we've we, we got no... Villa at the wrong time, yeah. didn't we? Exactly. No, <laughs> exactly. That. no, well, exactly. That, that's, that's, that is a good point. We played Villa near the start of the season. Yeah, when they'd already won a game by then. Yeah. You know, yes, they weren't great, but that was to when prob- we the, the probably better, better under show. And that was when we were at our that was when we were at our poorest as well. Yeah. You've got to remember that's when you know we were practically we were getting rolled over every week, apart from drawn at Villa and drawn at home at Swansea, I think. So. It's, it is relevant, like you say. You yeah. would go there. Any team would want them now. And we had Swansea actually. Were, were again their little spell, didn't they? They didn't want the end of the like yeah. top six or yeah. something. Yeah, because they drew with Chelsea here, on the yeah. opening we day. Say, people were saying, "Oh, we're going to get murdered off Swansea today, yeah. like four 0 or something." Yeah. I think after that game, they didn't win another game for ten matches, and then uh, I think one got sacked. Yeah. So. But then we played again. Played them at the right time in, in January when yeah. we were sort of at the start of a. Still a, a tough revival. game that one, man. I mean, to oh, go yeah, to yeah, it wasn't and, win, and win, you know, score four goals and win the yeah. game. Um, and that's, you know, that's this team have got got it in them to score goals. I think that's been one disappointing thing. Maybe that we, apart from the Norwich game, recently we haven't really, you know, taken our chances when we've had them. Um, and like you see, probably like a few more goals from Kazri and from. From Barini, definitely. Um, not so much from the centre of midfield because. Because the fullbacks chip in, don't they? Yeah. Well, Van Arnold. Van Arnold, I mean, he's probably due, isn't he? He's trying a couple of wasn't he? Yeah. That um, one way he should have played Kazri in. I the don't first know. Half. I think he was right to take the shot on, but if he'd uh, if he'd struck it, 
clean. Yeah, but he, he just topped didn't it. Didn't catch point. it well. Yeah, did he? but if he'd struck it well, I haven't got a problem with that. I mean, when he puts if he puts Kazri in, he goes quite wide. But he's got a, he's running bearing down on goal, and I think it was fair enough to have he's a strike. He's more lucky that one that he had where Defoe tried to get his torn. I thought yeah. and on another day that yeah. could have easily gone off Defoe and gone in. But we're talking about those draws again. It's really similar to the start of last season under Poyer. It's doesn't feel like it's going to be defeat. I know we talk mm. about that sort of beginning games under Advocat, but it's going to be draws that kill us as much as anything. Mm. The Palace game, the West Brom game, the Newcastle game, how massive now does, does, does Mitrovic's equaliser yeah. look, look now? I mean, to me... Not draw, seeing those yeah. games out is... To me, the th- three points from eight games are killer. So that's, that's what I think. You can't you can't give teams an eight game head start oh, every can't, season. But and like, well, the, other, nine. The, the other one has been a factor that we haven't killed off games that we should have. The West Brom game, especially in recent in recent times. West Brom, yeah, I, I agree to an extent. I think certainly the Newcastle game, the Southampton game. I think the West Brom game Just is one, one of those them, that happens it? from yeah. time. Oh, to time. It was it was <laughs> unlucky, but you still oh, should we, have we, got we the went, win well, from it. I can remember a couple of times in the Premier League we've got Arsenal and drawn nil nil. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's been like that for us. Liverpool, Liverpool, yeah, the match show game. Yeah. So it, that that does happen. But right, we lost we've lost games like that before. Where remember Blackpool? Where I think we had about thirty five yeah. shots and got beat two nil yeah. in the last ten minutes. Good game that though. <laughs> I kind of look back <laughs> on that one quite fondly. We just finished mid table. Like it was when you could afford to like have a daft game like that. I think even in those times though, we're still with like. Five or six games to go. Time for a bit like mm, the, the season where we ended up playing Cessna yeah. as a false nine at the end of yeah, the season because of yeah. all the injuries. And, well, we, we lost um, Jan, didn't we, against uh, Wigan? And yeah. I think yeah. we were one, was it one all, and then we we beat one, one three four, four one four, 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 four two. two yeah. Jordan Henderson got twice. He stepped up, didn't he? Yeah, that was a game. Jan got one goal. In that Jan game. got a header. That was a game he really took responsibility. Henderson was it. Diarmu who scored for them. It was a good goal. Who got the other goal for us? Cessna Cessna Cessna. Cessna. Yes, yeah, that was yeah. his first goal yeah. for Sunderland. Um, yeah. I remember. Then we went and won away at Bolton. That was good. The last minute Montari. Yeah, that Montari one. Goal I think we're probably pretty much safe by then. Like, oh, it's just, just yeah. trying to think of I mean, good, yeah. good was, times. Was, get the mood back up. I, I was thinking about this earlier, and you know, the first ever away game I went to was when we went to Man City and, and got relegated. Niall Quinn scored two. First away game I went to was when we got relegated at Sellers Park. Was that? First away game I went to, we got beat 5 0 fifth switch and 4 0 down at half time. I was at that game. I was at that game. bloke went to get a pie at 1 0, came back and it was 3 0. We walked out at half time in a pub in that game. Um, I was only eight, so I couldn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> that makes me feel really old. Um, yeah, as I said, so, I mean, Man City tried to give us that game, to be honest, and we were still so bad, we lost at 3 2. Um, and then obviously the one you've just mentioned, Gareth, where was the next time we we were up in the Premier League after that, and and we needed a win on the last game to stay open. I was thinking, you know, yes, we've become sort of like used to these relegation battles and come out the right side of it now, but we've never went the, to the last game of the season needing and needing something. a win and winning and staying yeah. up. We still haven't done that, and that's what what it could be. And that that's there's not many thing about. is though we're probably lucky in that. It's Watford away because if there's a game, if there's a team you probably want to play, it's that's about one Man of them. City all those years ago, but Wimbledon all those years mm-hmm. ago. Watford, Wimbledon, I, Wimbledon again. Wimbledon tried to let us win that game. I remember them laughing at, at one point when we when we couldn't score. The players were like seemed to be like walking about joking with themselves. Really? What I remember about that game was that right before the kick off, some like last run on. <laughs> Na- naked. That happened in every game, didn't in it? It was game, some organised thing, wasn't it? Yeah. I went and gave Dean Holdsworth a couple. But this is what I'm worried about. Spurs, Spurs just done us <laughs> over that game. They put the played loads of youth players against Coventry, and then obviously Coventry kicked off the second half, 15 minutes. Yeah. As well. So we don't want that to happen against Spurs. The last game. Mm. 
you go there and put all the kids in, not bothered. <laughs> well, look at them, then you, you see, interesting in that way, I mean, we went down that season, Coventry stayed up, and then, you know, bad, we got back up, Coventry went down, and mm. then they went back down through the division, so I think there was an interesting statistic about Coventry, like they're the only team not to finish in the top yeah. six um, of any division for the Since last... like the 70s or yeah, something, isn't it? 60s or 70s, yeah. That is quite been in the top five life for that long, but yeah. but when we went down at that time, so we kept a bit of a squad together, didn't we? And that's the thing that if wasn't it Rochdale who never were never out of the bottom division for like twenty years or something. I can't remember. I think they got promoted recently, and it was the first time in like twenty really? years they were just in the bottom, didn't get relegated, didn't get promoted. Imagine that. Neither playoffs this season as well. Like, mid-table mediocrity, but in the bottom, yeah. in the bottom league. Don't know how good we've got it sometimes, do we? Mm. <laughs> well, I think, the most, I mean, I think well, I'm composed this time about, to be honest because um, of should the worst happen next season as long as we keep the manager it's the most comfortable I would feel with relegation if I'm being honest mm. you don't want to think about it and you, and you hope we're going to get out of it but I wouldn't cut me up I think as, it's, as, it's, an in, it's an interesting one isn't it because generally like, we, we did you know we've talked about this before in previous <laughs> seasons where we've we've Got promoted, relegated, a bit of a yo-yo club or whatever. Um, sort of in the 80, late 80s, even though we went down to Division 3, got promoted, relegated, you know, promoted to the first division, relegated. 70s and 80s, we would, yeah. But a bit of a yo-yo team, really, for probably, well, out you'd probably see over the course of 20 years. Yeah, probably, generation, you? really. Yeah. Both um, North East clubs, really. And then we got promoted under Keane, and we've been in the Premier League ever since. Now, generationally, there's going to be people who start at Port and Sunderland when they were probably seven, eight, nine years old, and they're going to be eighteen now. Yeah. And they're only ever going to know mm. Sunderland is a Premier League team, which blows your head for yeah. somebody our age yeah. because it just wasn't like that when we were it younger. It still feels it was like your your club yeah, now because yeah, because when we when <laughs> we were so through school, it yeah. would, that's what it would be yeah. up or down, up or He's down. He's so used to seeing us in the mm. in the in the. Um, in the first division, oh, like my, my sorry, first season division. ticket was the nineteen-point season, and then the fifteen-point season follows that. So yeah. you, you so do you kind of have an experience, lords of that division. Oh, no, no. And then like, also on, on top of that, uh, you know, there's a generation of people who missed out on Quinn and Phillips, and just yeah, you I only know. started regularly going to games at the tail end of that, so exactly. like two thousand, two thousand one. So you know, I guess we were we were lucky in a way that we got to see in in modern times probably the the best Sunderland team that. You know we, we've had um, so yeah, and, and around that obviously the we got to move into the excitement around moving into the new stadium and and all that. Um, even though some people still pine for Roker Park, understandably, but you know when we moved grounds, it was like mm. everyone couldn't wait. Yeah, you know, it was it was, cool, it was, it? was fantastic. It was cool. it was just a fantastic time. And people it, rewrite history a little bit. With that, yeah, don't they? it was a fantastic time, and now you know the big frustration is we're we're being in the Premier League for nine years. I mean, we haven't we haven't kicked on. I mean, I remember QBR being in the in the um, in the Premier League, the first division, for like ten, eleven years. Mm. Didn't get relegated, but did just nothing. No. Just finished like mid-table. And you know, you look at Sunderland, and we haven't even managed to achieve that. I mean, we've probably spent. I'm trying to think of a season we had that was comfortable when we came back up, where we haven't needed to to win. The two see, where we haven't been safe for like three the or four games. Yeah, maybe. The, the, the two full seasons. Even the, even, first, first season even, the tenth, even the tenth place season, we were like 15th. Yeah, that was like a bit weird. Yeah, like, was a bit weird. The but the, the, the season day. before that... You, you never we, thought we were going to go down in those mm. two, though. The season yeah. before that, I think we finished 13th and we were quite comfortable all the yeah. season. 
we had a we, bit of a win. That was run, when we had we, a good. But... That was when we probably the last good transfer window mm. before this one when he brought in Catamol and yeah. Bent and obviously Carner. under under O'Neill, um, we had we had a bad start, but he came in and um, really, you know, we had a great spell. Yeah, and um, we were comfortable. And we were comfortable by yeah. April, really. So <clears> we still had a difficult start and had to make a change managerially. So after having spent a lot of money and mm. bringing in a lot of players and. In the uh, in the window, and on top of that, he was the first manager we'd appointed uh, in the summer. Um, mm. I think in a long time, because um, all the manager before Keane, sorry, after after Keane, it would have been, wouldn't it? Because he was appointed in the no, he wasn't. He well, was appointed mid-season. In the summer, seasonally, yeah, we approached him in the summer, but of course, he didn't start the yeah. season with Sunderland. So I think Bruce was the only one in recent times who came mm. in in the summer. Advocate technically, Advocate kind of we're talking about laws as a Sunderland fan. Now, obviously, we were in the, in the third division, and I did go to a couple of games. <clears> I can't really remember them, so I can't. I, I, can't remember, really... you know, I remember getting. Did you go and get your photo taken with a trophy? Yes, I did as well. Yes. I, did, I wonder if that's. I've got one with the um, one in '96. As was well. it a bins or something? Are. Bins in town. No, I've got, got one from. No, was it? It was at the um, the old uh, club shop in. Well, they used to have open days and everything, didn't they? Right. The young players used to play the old players and five really side heavy. games. We're talking about the loads of Southern fans. Certainly, like in adult life, you mentioned before King came, then he turned us down, didn't he? And and, yeah. and Quinn came in and says, "I'll get us a good manager." And we got off to the worst start. We were bottom of the league. And then I remember um, watching on the news that Kevin Phillips had turned us down to go to West Brom. Oh, yeah. mm. And then on the same night, we went and lost at Bury, who were bottom of the league. Of their of the bottom division, yeah. Worst team in the country, and I remember, yeah. I think I was walking about the Metro Centre at the time when I heard about the Berries score coming in, and that was the kind of lost mm. I've ever felt. I was mm. just thinking, I don't know where we are going to go mm. from here because everybody thought we were going to fall through the divisions. Um, Phillips had just turned us down; he wouldn't come back, and I was just devastated. Mm. But even then, Quinn would like rally everyone together, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, but it he, wasn't he, worth he came, <laughs> he came, came out after the Berry yeah. game and said, "Don't worry, the we're going to get a world-class manager." Yeah. He said, but which did, again, he was stretching the truth slightly. <laughs> but but even so, that would get like you trusted him, didn't you? Did kind of like galvanise. He came, back, he came back and said, "No, I said a world-class player who will be our manager." <laughs> I mean, Keane, Keen, you know, you read his book and and everything, but he, you know, he was great for Sunderland. Like it was just a great buzz when he came. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. You know, just atmosphere around the place, and this person who wanted to succeed, but not only that, he wasn't arrogant or he bought into the club. You know, as well. he, knew, he understood you know, the rage and he understood, transformed yeah. the club as well. Even yeah. like the, the putting coming in the club and the academy of light and being like, yeah. you can't, you can't tell this is yeah. Sunderland. Like, get photos yeah. of like past glory and stuff. stuff. And you know, you look, you look at him, and yeah, it, you know, with with Keane, the wheels are always going to come off. Because yeah. he's because he sails close to the wind, you know he, he tours that line, doesn't he? And it's always it's like it's always gonna go the badly yeah. eventually because of you know the kind of person That's why he it was is. Exciting. Um, but you know I remember seeing him at, going to the training ground when he still could and seeing him he'd go and talk to all the people who would go down every day. You know, I'd run after him once to get his autograph when he first, when he first came and he started. Oh, that, that's a bit crazy. He, he started sneaking. <laughs> I, 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 I was twenty one years old, <laughs> but he like snuck snuck away from everyone and like everyone kind of started walking and he literally started running and I was the only one who caught up with him because he had to put the little cord in on the door and he said, "Oh, it keeps you fit, doesn't it?" And I was like, "Yeah," <laughs> panting out of breath, yeah. not out of like yeah, craziness. Yeah, didn't do yourself any favors. No, there, I didn't. Did you especially that? over an audio <laughs> audio medium yeah. as well. Maybe we'll clip it and just <laughs> just like, put the just heavy loop it on instead. Right. Um, <laughs> but I, uh, 
I mean, we have digressed, but we've gone off on the word. Yeah, but, but you know, that's about relegation struggles. But, that, but then, maybe even, it's even good then, for a younger audience, isn't it? Yeah. To know that you know, we've been here before. And we've never. When's we've the come last time? The side of it. When's the last time we finished lower than third in that division? Ninety four, well, ninety five. Exactly. Me and you speak about this a lot, don't we? Every season when we're we're getting relegated because we're so, always getting reminded. Know your players, Sunderland. When you're in the top division, it's the best run you've had in in ever in however many years. Know your players. You're not suddenly going to be great. And you think, okay, well, on that on that basis. Since Roy Keane got us promoted to the Premier League for the first time, I know we've been in the old Division One against modern football. A lot, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to say that, but just for context, since Keane got us up to the Premier League for the first time, we've only, we've only, we've never finished lower than third in the Championship, hmm. and we've only been. Not since Reid got times. us up, you mean? Yes. Not Keane. Did I say Keane? Yeah. Reid, I mean. Since, since Reid got us up the yeah. Premier League in '96, for the first time, we've only been in the Championship what four times. Right? We had two seasons in where we'd lost in the playoffs. Yeah. Won the league twice, finished third twice. <coughs> Not, and then we had two under the playoffs, yeah. yeah. So. so won the league twice, finished third twice. So how's that for a record at that level of football? Yeah. Since, in, in what, 20 years we're talking about? And we've had a variety of um, different scenarios going into those seasons. Like you say, the Keane one where we'll bottom after... <laughs> We'll, I'll put actually that night when when Quinn said um, we're going to bring in this world-class manager, actually put money on Sunderland to win the league. Did you? How much did you win? Um, about eighty quid or something. I only put a small bet on. Yeah. I had three pound left in my betting account and I put it on <laughs> twenty-seven to one or something and won. Still alright. But I'd you know free money in it. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I heard uh, and all those scenarios with you know we went down the worst team ever at the time with nineteen points um, and somehow managed to finish third in that division, get the playoff semi-final. Following season, comfortably won the championship. Um, after semi-comfortably we, well we we lost only lost one of our last ten didn't we mm. um, so I don't think I was away to Brighton would be um, totally different to those last two relegations though wouldn't it like there wouldn't be the club getting ripped apart mm. essentially the majority of players you You'd hope so. think w- would stay there'd be the odd now we're talking about going down now it's well, we've got last to, week we were talking about staying up as we've well. got to prepare for all uh, possibilities oh. I think what time wrong Gareth because I can't see I, I can't see the monitor from we should now. probably finish up really Apologies if you were hoping yeah. it just like a solid forty minutes of stalk yeah. analysis. Yeah, it was I didn't even watch the game. game at all. No, so no, you weren't no. going to get that from oh, me. It was a pretty terrible game. Um, yeah. So yeah, next week there won't be a show because <gasps> we'll be doing the live show at Port of Call. We it sold out, but I spoke to Port of Call and we've um, come up with a way to get some more people in. So we've released a few more tickets. I'm not sure how many are left, but there probably won't be that many. It was a very cunning way. We just said, "Can we have some more?" And they said, "Yes." Well, no, it, was, it wasn't as simple as that. It wasn't as simple as that. I had to try and work out how many could get in there comfortably. You see, so yeah, that's um, Port Call on Monday next week, the ninth. Um, about seven-ish start. You can get your tickets. Um, have a pint with us as online, well. yeah. Um, buy us a, come and buy us a pint. Yeah, you can get your tickets uh, from a Love Spring online shop, or you could, if you go on our website um, or on Twitter, we'll be plugging it, so you'll be able to find a ticket link there. Um, Julio, Proctor, Nick Barnes should be quite good, um, and also the London one. It's pretty much there. We're pretty much there in terms of organisation, so that's pretty exciting. So if you're in Dan Seth, then keep an eye out for that one. But we're pretty sure it's going to be the 30th of July, which is a Saturday night. So get that in your diary. And we think it's going to be at a place called the Southwark Brewery on at Tower Bridge. The guy who runs it's a massive lads fan. So that's quite nice. So um, it'll be a quirky occasion. Um, 
but when I've got full confirmation of all that, we'll uh, release the details. So we'll get that in your in your diary, in your provisional diary. Yeah, if you've got put it in people in London have in got in these diaries because yeah. they're so busy. A different colour pen yeah. or something to pencil it in if people yeah. still use yeah. them. Right, we'll be back on Thursday then for Into the Light. No doubt we'll need some positivity to rub off on us from from Proctor. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Thank you.